We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. But uh, in 1947, well, he read an advertisement in the uh, Dallas Morning News uh, that, that the Limco Company Automotives out of Cleveland, you see, wanted a salesman for that area, so he applied for the job. Well, he got the job. And so the vice president of the company was also personnel manager, and so the president asked him, said, how come you hired a fellow here with no college education when we've got over 20 applications with men with college education? Two of them are graduates of the University of Texas, two of them are graduates of the University of Oklahoma, and you hired a man with no college education, whatever. And so this fellow said, well, I'll tell you, said he talked me into it. I think if he could talk me into it, he could talk anybody into it. <laughs> well, he said, we'll try it. He had this route first, Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana. I mean, that was his territory. But he got to making more money than anybody in the company except the president. The president got $80,000 a year, and my brother got about thirty-eight dollars or $40,000 just for selling. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on the Father's Care on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now... Let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I know, for instance, uh, my youngest brother said, you see, we our home was broken. Actually, my youngest brother never remembers his daddy because he left when he was about six months old. I don't guess he ever saw him a time or two in his lifetime. My brother, youngest brother was is, is about five and a half years younger than I. And so he never, he never knew anything. I hardly know, because he wasn't there too much of the time. I can only remember three or four things that happened in connection with my daddy. I was about six years old when he left. My youngest brother six months old. Because he'd go and, 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 uh, and you wouldn't see him for a long time. I mean, of course, I wasn't old enough to know a lot of it, but, uh, but I know that I can only remember a few things that ever happened in connection with him. And so it almost seems like I never had a daddy. But uh, and my youngest brother had no recollection at all, because back then he was only six months old when he left. And I guess he was uh, oh, up 10, 12 years old for the first time he ever saw him. And probably never saw him, but just, just you know, saw him at a distance or something uh, uh, two or three times in life. But anyway, my youngest brother had it quite, quite rough. I, I tried to help them, and, and I uh, began my ministry, but it was depression days, you'll have to remember, and you just didn't get much money, you know, preaching. And we had something to eat all right. I furnished the groceries even after I started preaching. And we had a place to live, an apartment a house, actually three apartments, and we lived in one and rented two out. But the income was very low. And what you got income on those apartments, because we rented them, or Mama rented them with the, uh, with the uh, you know, we furnished the bill. So time you paid the gas bill and the light bill and the taxes and the insurance, that's just about all it did. You just didn't have anything much left, tell you the truth about it. And she'd buy herself a few clothes, and so I'd furnish the groceries, pay our own light bill and, and all the utilities. I furnished the groceries. Well, then I got I married and got away from home, and my youngest brother, he'd gotten up, gotten high school, so he uh, he got him a job, and, and he went, he graduated from high school by working on the and uh, worked on the midnight shift at the cotton mill from eleven o'clock at night to seven o'clock next morning, then would go on to school. Immediately, you see. And so he, he, he had it rough. They still thought about that. Until after, uh, uh, well, actually, when World War Number 2 started, you see, well, 
he was eventually of the right age and, and then during the war and then he got to be a, uh, and so he was called into the draft but when they examined him they wouldn't take him and, and the, the doctors down there they sent him to some more doctors army doctors actually and they said boy you've heard of the seven wonders of the world and so on well he said you're the eighth one and so they asked him they said uh, uh, you know if his stomach ever hurt him he said no well they said we don't understand that no, he said it don't hurt me. They x-rayed him, you see. They said, well, I'll tell you, sometime or another in life, you never had anything to eat. And your stomach sort of growed up or something. Because, <laughs> and he never had much part of it to tell the truth about it. But, uh, but they said, uh, well, we don't understand that. And then there's something else, you see, that wasn't supposed to work right. And, and he never wasn't bothered by it, but they couldn't understand. They said, well, you're too big a risk. We're not going to take you anywhere. You just need this too big of a risk. So, uh, Anyway, I know in the process of time, well, he got married and he has a boy. And I know he said to me, and I guess that's one thing that's been a driving force in his life. He said to me, he said, I'd rather that my boy die now than to have it like I had. Just rather he die right now. And he, you see, at the time he was talking to me, he's just a natural, just speaking from the natural standpoint. Just as a natural man. But he said, I'm going to see to it he don't have it rough like I did. Well, uh, my youngest brother only had a, a high school education. He did uh, take a little six-month course out at SMU, or one semester course, I should say, out at Southern Methodist on, on some particular thing, but he decided it wasn't what he wanted, so he quit. But uh, in 1947, well, he read an advertisement in the... Uh, Dallas Morning News well, that, that the Limco Company Automotives out of Cleveland, you see, wanted a salesman for that area, so he applied for the job. Well, he got the job. And so the vice president of the company was also personnel manager, and so the president asked him, said, how come you hired a fellow here with no college education when we've got over 20 applications with men with college education? Two of them are graduates of the University of Texas. Two of them are graduates the University of Oklahoma, and you hired a man with no college education, whatever. And so this fellow said, well, I'll tell you, said he talked me into it. <laughs> I think if he talked me into it, he could talk anybody into it. <laughs> well, he said, we'll try it. He had this route first, Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana. I mean, that was his territory. But he got to making more money than anybody in the company except the president. The president got $80,000 a year, and my brother got about thirty-eight or $40,000 just for selling. And uh, so they cut his territory down. They took Oklahoma to give it to somebody else, and Louisiana to give it to somebody else. He just had northern part of Texas, but he still sold more than anybody in the United States. and got more money in the company than anybody except the president. So then they took part of North Texas and cut it down, just gave him a little area, but he still sold more than anybody in the United States. For the company, he made more money than anybody except the president. So they made him personnel director. <laughs> and now then he's vice president of the company, lives in Cleveland, Ohio. The president's old and they're grooming him for president of the company. And all that's happened 15 years since 19, 16 years since 1947. <laughs> Praise God. Well... He, uh, he said, I speak those words. I never studied, studied selling in my life. I never read a book on it. 
And yet, you see, he, he teaches them to sell. He said, my first point is faith. That's my first point in selling is faith. You've got to have faith. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I read a letter that, uh, that the president of the company wrote him, a letter that he had written to all the salesmen. He said, that's the greatest letter. The president of the company said, that's the greatest letter I ever read in my life. Well, now, what's the thing that's caused him to work so hard and the thing that caused him to stay after it? He wanted to provide things better in life for his family than what he had. Just looking at it from the natural standpoint, you see, it was because he loved it. If he hadn't loved them, he wouldn't have cared whether they had it rough or whether they didn't have it rough. Isn't that true? Well, now, thank God, Jesus said, if he then been evil, so we give that illustration of just a natural man. Here, when he said evil, he just simply means natural. Even then being natural. Know how to give good gifts, and evil too. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more will your Father, which is in heaven, give good things unto them that ask him? Hallelujah. Your Father, your Father. Well, I'm glad our Father loves us. Praise God. Now, our relation as sons and daughters is a challenge to his love. We hold the same relation to him, to the Father, that Jesus did when he walked the earth. I said we hold the same relation to him as Jesus did when he walked the earth. Now, then, here's another scripture. In the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, the first verse, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine, my father is the husbandman. That means he is the caretaker, he's the protector, he's the shield, he's the sustainer, He's the trainer. He's the educator. My father. The Greek word translated husbandman, all of those different shades of thinking are involved therein. Caretaker, protector, shield, sustainer, trainer, educator. And as the husbandman there trained the branches of the vine, so he trains the branches of the body of Christ. Now remember, he is love. So when he tells us to walk in love, it means to walk in him. Praise God. Then notice again these scriptures briefly. Let's go back to the scriptures we started with. John 17, 23. John 17, 23 is a scripture we started with. And this portion of the verse said, the latter portion of the verse said, and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Now then, if he loves me as he loved Jesus, I am not afraid to face life's problems. Hallelujah. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, 
I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the Kenneth E. Hagen Legacy Bible. It's bound in beautiful black genuine leather, contains a collection of 26 lessons on faith and the harmony of the four Gospels. But wait, that's not where this offer stops. If you buy the Bible for $129.95, Kenneth and Lynette will give you the three CD series from Kenneth Hagen, Keys to the Greater Glory, Kenneth E. Hagen's single CD, The Reality of Heaven and Hell, and finally, Kenneth E. Hagen's DVD entitled Bring Back the King. These three resources are retailed at $42.95, but are free with the purchase of this Bible. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We're going to be in Crusades in March. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be down in New Bronzeville, Texas. Okay. Uh, it should be warm down there at that time. March 17th through the 19th, Tree of Life Church, New Bronzeville. And then we're going on, well, actually probably up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, as we go up to yes. Waco yes. for March 20th through the 22nd, Wednesday night through Friday night at Family Worship Center there in Waco. Now, if you want to find out more information about those, just go to Rama. Dot org, and all of our traveling schedule is on there and there's details on there if you want to find those out. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on the Father's Care. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. <laughs> 